right, I'm back from Aruba. Look, Damage Blue, I'm going to tell you right now, for those of you out here who want to get this tan and get this glow, you got to hit Aruba. And I really shouldn't be saying this because I think Aruba's becoming the new Miami. Everybody is out there, and my plane was, it was so plain <laughs> going to Aruba <laughs> this past weekend. But um, I got a new, I, I got a new tan, but I also ended the whole thing with Aruba Bay. So I feel really fresh, and I'm just like, you know, it's like, I'm out here. Aruba Bay? Is this the same Aruba Bay from before or a new one? Yeah, yeah, it's the same Aruba Bay. You know, we had this little thing, but, you know, and I ended it over something petty. I was at a club. I had rented the whole upper space of the club so we could have fun. And him and his friends went to the club next door, and he refused to come over to the club. So I just uh -oh. cut him off. I was like, this is just too petty for me. Messing with the really, Leo. Jason? See? Yep. <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think it's a Leo thing. I think it's a disrespecting. Yes, it is. No, listen, let me explain to you why. Most of your niggas won't even pull up to your job. I pulled up to your country. At, at this point, what else do I have to do? I came to your country. You can't even do that. So no. Aruba's a vacation I, I, spot, though. It's a vacation spot, Jason. It's a little different. It doesn't matter. I came to your country, and this is the thing, people. You know that I lost this weight, and I keep trying to tell you I'm on this journey of self-love. <laughs> Y'all really think I'd just be talking for the show to amuse Damage and Blue. When you have self-love, you teach people how to treat you. And so when I come to your country, motherfucker, you better make time because I know he ain't got nobody renting up the whole upper deck of the club for him and his friends. Jason, he still has free agency, though. He gets to decide if he wants to come to the club or not. Absolutely. That's also self-love. I'm just saying. And Jason yeah. made a decision. <laughs> right. Damage, damage. Thank you. Decisions were made. Choices were made. Now, the consequences mm -mm. are what they are. Now he chose to stay, and he was at the he was at the ghetto club. You know, that's the thing. On top of that, it's sort of like, okay, you show me that. Like, I'm cool with going to the slums here and there because I do it. And when I say slums, I mean like you know a lot of dirty tables, bad service. You know what I mean? Oh, not like not like the people because the people I love being you know with, with our people. Okay. Whatever. But I'm just saying like the slums are where he was comfortable. He didn't want to come up to the high rise in the sky of the club that yeah. I had run in the space. And so I just said, you know, we're just not the same. We're not the same. So yeah. He's down to earth. He's down to yeah, earth, Jason. To I like earth. that. Because well, he's maybe down, I'll... he's down. Now he's down in the gutter with all the other single people because, um, and oh. I mean, we're still single, but it's just Aruba Bay. It was cool for Instagram. I wanted at least one more photo, you know, but Stella lost her group <laughs> and so did I. And it's cool. <laughs> I am at a loss. Photo. This is this is classic. What Wait, is his name? Bye. <laughs> that was his name. Bye. Um, Jason, I, I want you to have a boyfriend. Bye. I really want you to have a boyfriend. No, Seriously. No. Look, I did something else while I was in Aruba because I'm trying to take more risks. You know, after I bought the Jeep, everybody says to me when they see me with my Jeep, have you ever gone off-roading? Have you gone off-roading? And I really feel like off-roading is for white people because this is shit white people do. You know, to, to, to like fill in for having small dicks, they go get these cars with big tires. You know oh. what I mean? So they could run all through the dirt and shit and get dirty, little sluts. So anyway, I went off-roading when, um, when I was in Aruba. We went off-roading twice. And we rented these ATVs and went all through the, uh, whatever, the Aruba land, whatever, uh, all up and down the coast and shit. And, um, you know, it's something really masculine about getting behind this this heavy thing and, like, pushing it to the metal and fucking flipping around and all that. Well, anyway, we did that. And um, I got extremely dirty. And that's the part that I didn't like. You know, I don't know if that was the gayest, gayness in me, but I just don't feel like you should be that dirty. 
You were off-roading and you're upset that you got dirty? Yeah, it's a little gay. It's, it's a little gay. There's a... Or it's first world. It's very first world. It's also first very world. tender hands. He has somebody who comes to his house for emergency massages damage. Remember that? Jason has hey. an emergency masseuse. So I'm, I'm seeing a pattern like, here. That sounds like wellness. That it, wealth, yes. thank you. Wealth, this, yes. See, 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 Blue, wealth you woke yes. up and chose violence today. This is what I, I did. Said. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, and this is why I'm no longer with women because y'all too judgmental. I'm taking is care that of why? Sense of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's yes. not the missing dick, it's not the missing penis, it's well, the, because we're too judgmental. Part, that was that was the other part of it, but the main part was this all this negativity. Like, what is it? But you know, the thing I have to tell you, it's not an emergency masseuse. My massage therapist comes every week. I thought I was getting a blood clot last week because, you know, I have really meaty veins in my left leg where I was shot. And, you know, that I lost all this weight. Then I'd be feeling on my lymph node. It feels like I'm I'm touching on myself because I have a lymph node down here. I'm making sure it's healthy. I am very much into making sure that I am living a healthier lifestyle right now. And so I thought I was getting a blood clot in my left leg. So I went and I went to Amazon. I bought 20 pairs of um, compression socks. So I am oh my God. My <laughs> I, I can't even talk ill about you because I'm actually getting a lymph node massage myself on Thursday. So actually that's okay. tomorrow. Oh yeah. Nice. I'm getting like a colonic, a massage. I'm getting the lymph node stuff. I'm doing all of that. So I can't even talk too much crap but about you. But here's what I'm telling about. people out there. Please, please employ yourself to take control of, of being healthy and well and taking care of yourself and becoming more centered. I am glad that outside is opening up. I am looking forward to starting Bikram yoga. Yes, I'm gonna be in there trying to stretch it out with the heat, you know what I mean, to get more healthier. <laughs> that does not mean I'm becoming a bottom. So if you see me in the downward dog or the upward dog or doggy style, bitch, that don't mean slide up behind me because I will beat your ass. But I am going to go to Bikram yoga so I can start to you know, do some shit that I feel, um, you know, I don't know, that I feel like something that I will enjoy. I think more black people need to get into yoga, by the way. Bikram is pretty intense, though. You sure you want to start with that? My friend did it and she passed out. You sure well, you want to start with she, Bikram? Maybe she should have ate a chicken wing on the way. Oh, by the way, listen, I have to tell you something that happened to me. So when I'm I nervous. got the surgery, when I got the surgery, no, listen, I really thought I was going to die in Aruba. And, and I didn't want there to be a headline like Jason Lee dies in Aruba. Like that just wouldn't have been good for anybody. Okay. So my doctor told me after I had the surgery, he was like, you got to be careful eating. Pay attention to your eating. Those of you that have had the surgery that I've had, you know, you cannot eat a lot and you can't eat fast and you can't drink and eat at the same time. So you know how sometimes mm. you may be eating a sandwich and you want to take a sip of your drink, then you want to eat mm -hmm. something. Else. You cannot do that on the surgery. You have to eat, you have to take a break, then you have to drink, then you have to take a break, then you have to eat or you have to eat take a break and then drink. You just, it's just a method, right? Wow. So since I've had the surgery, I'm going on, I think 10 months now, 10 months now, I'm almost in my, no, 11 months now. Um, I'm almost on my year. Okay. Last, I have never had an episode where I got what's called the slime. If anybody has ever had the surgery, you know what the slime, it is the worst fucking feeling in the world. When you eat too fast or you eat too much, Everything comes up here like you're going to throw up, but you can't let it out. And your eyes are watering. Your nose is running. You feel like you're fucking dying. You're like, and then on top of that, I had to take a shit at the same exact time. So let me just set oh the stage. God. We're out all day. I Wait, really got. The stage got, is set. <laughs> the stage is set, set for some shit. 
I rent a yacht to go out on the water and it ended up being a fisher boat. So that was already the first thing I had a problem with because we literally were on the back of this little, like, it looked like some shit pulling up at Gilligan's Island. And the motherfucker couldn't explain to me where the rest of the yacht was. I was like, what's going on? So that was the first part. We get on the yacht, we get to back to the hotel and I'm like, yo, I haven't eaten. So I ordered, hear me out. I ordered three chicken tenders, right? And fries. Mind you, I don't eat fried food and I don't eat chicken wings, chicken, fried chicken. These chicken tenders were like, they literally were like the shit they throw out at McDonald's. They weren't even like good, right? It was like the Uh worst, hardest little chicken McNuggets. I ate the shit and then I got a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, wait a minute. Now, see, I ain't mad at that move. Yeah, I am. I'm lactose intolerant. Aren't you lactose intolerant too, damn it? I that know, would kill all I three of it. us. I miss it. <laughs> Ice cream would kill everybody on the show. Well, including yes, Jason, Blue, apparently. I'm lact- yes, Blue, I'm lactose intolerant. That's why I had to take a shit while I had to throw up, but I couldn't throw up. So I'm sitting on the toilet taking a shit while I think I'm going to throw up. So I'm holding the garbage can and I'm like, this is going to be nasty because you know, when you throw up in a garbage can, it splash on your face. Then it's there and you got to keep smelling it. So I, I felt like I was going to throw up in this garbage can while I was taking a shit, while there were people waiting in the other room. So then there's the other thing going on in my head that when, you, you know, have you ever used the bathroom and then you've shitted too long that there's other people in the other room counting the minutes you've been shitting and you now are embarrassed to come out? No. Where Not were Mandy? you? Where were you? I was in oh my, my gosh. Oh, you mean the people that's in the room with you? Oh, yes, your actual right. friends. Oh, that's embarrassing. Ooh, that's you're thing. that friend. Yeah, you you're in that there, friend. Huh? You're in there, in there. Yeah, but when you get 43, you don't really care. You just you just close the door or spray a bunch of cologne. But either way, I learned that I had this thing. I had this thing called slime. It's like the it's like indigestion and heartburn mixed with wanting to throw up a can't mixed with snotty nose and eyes running. It was the worst feeling in the world. I've now cut French fries. Uh, all fried foods and chicken completely out of my diet. Done. Gone. Was Aruba Bay there for that? Because if he stuck around for that, he might be the one. That's I did test. see Aruba Bay this weekend because Aruba Bay did not come to the club the first night I was there, and so I cut him off. Period. Here we go. We're back to this. Jason, I want to talk you out of this after the show. That's ridiculous. No, it's done. All right. Well, the thing you should have talked me out of was this interview with Angela Stanton. Now, oh, God. This donkey. Those of you who watched the show, Angela Stanton was here. She's the um, conservative pig out of Atlanta, who's the mother of JBs, who's a, who's a, a, a young girl transitioning um, from boy to girl. 19 years old, was here on the show. We had Angela here not too long ago, just last week. The show is airing. This will air when? Tomorrow, this, so this show will be airing this week on Fox Soul and then subsequent will be on Hollywood Unlocked. And so I wanted to bring Angela on the show because I thought it would be an interesting conversation to understand the perspective from this woman who clearly denies her daughter. And although she went on and on with why she felt that uh, she could misgender her daughter, um, you know, I disagree with her. Now, let me just show you a little bit about what she said to Damage Blue and I on the show. So why are you all asking me to respect something that's not even real? It doesn't exist. My answer to that is yes. If your daughter, your child wants to be called what she wants to be called, you should honor that. Yes, absolutely. Well, if your mother want to be called a dumb crackhead hoe, is that what you going to call her? 
Well, she said, she, wait, wait, wait. I'm wait. My mother I'm is asking. asking. Wait, wait, I'm wait, wait. You brought her up. I don't know. I don't have to call my son when he wants me to call him just because he asked me to. I'm gonna give you your answer, but see, the problem is you, you, you want to come into this show the way you do your Instagram, and this ain't your house. You're a guest, and I don't know how people come into your house. I don't have to be a guest. I don't have to be a guest. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. This is not a zoo. Woo! Listen, <laughs> we did the best. Seriously, that we, could. we did the best that we could. Um, when you see this interview, she um, disrespected Blue. She disrespected me. She didn't get a chance to disrespect Damage, <laughs> but Damage didn't get a chance to ask many questions. It was a lot going on. What uh, she ended up leaving the show and going off on a tangent on her Instagram, but thankfully. Uh, we were able to get that because we had lost the audio here in the studio. And without her audio clip, we would not have been able to sell the show, see the show. So you'll be able to see it on Fox. So, but what did you guys take away from that show? Well, first of all, thanks dummy for putting it up and helping us out. That's the first thing. Second of all, I love it when the trash takes itself out. Um, I thought she was a disgusting excuse for a mother and a human being. And if I ever see her in these streets, it'll be interesting because she had a lot of things to say over the camera, but I promise you she wouldn't say it to our faces. But go off, though, sis. Go off. I, I mean, when she started talking about your mom, Jason, it was just, you see my hands go up in the clip. I was just like, yo, you are really a disrespectful motherfucker. Like, She's talking disgusting. about your child like that and then just to jump in and, and speak to, she don't even know you. So that, if that's how you talk to people you don't know, that's going to be a problem. And, you know, stay prayed up, lady, because that's some wild shit. She was spe spewing some wild shit. Yeah, well, the, one of the things that I said about her online was that she's a troglodyte. And if you don't know what that means, you can go look it up. And the thing that interests me about this person is how she actually has people that follow and believe everything she says. People have been DMing me, threatening me, want to kill me, talking crazy and reckless to me, shaming me for being gay, talking to me about, you know, the fact that I couldn't, you know, uh, tell a mother who or how to call her child by their proper pronoun. I think the thing that I what I, what I felt was we had given our show to a to to an ignorant person who showed and displayed the highest level of ignorance not only as a person of color and a woman but as a mom. And so while she took the low blows at me, you know, I said during that show and I'll continue to say and I've said on Beagle, I've said on Instagram None of that bothers me. People wanted to see the interview. And thankfully, because Angela posted the interview on her Instagram, you will see the interview uh, later this week on Fox Soul and then here on Hollywood Unlocked. So I want everybody to watch it. And I would love for you to comment about it because I don't think there's anything that my child could do or become that would make me actually hate them like, or, or, or be mean to them or mean-spirited about them. I just thought that that was really interesting how she thinks and talks about her own child. She also revealed how hateful people in the Black community can still be towards the gay and trans community. She actually had a post where she tagged Jason and I and said, go after them. And I promise Ooh. you everybody who, who listened to her and came after me was embarrassed or blocked. Um, I don't play that, but like they were disgusting. They were intentionally calling me him. Come on guys, I'm very clearly not a him. Men don't have these. Um, they were talking crazy about JBs. They were talking crazy about the show. And at a certain point it became comical because they seemed like clowns. Why are you so mad what somebody personally identifies that? Why can't you just mind your business? Worry about yourself and Why your Why are you head. such a, a follower where somebody can tell you to go attack somebody you don't know? You really that much of a dick sucker where you, where somebody can go, oh, go attack them. You don't know them, don't know who they are. You go on a platform, go on a page and you start talking trash. Like, I don't respect well, any I kind at, of troll I like looked that. At it as, I looked at it as, 
I looked at it as great promo. I mean, I was praying for a repost. <laughs> Every time she reposted me, I got more and more people following me because you have to follow me in order to comment on my page. So I was getting all these followers. So I was actually enjoying it. But the thing about me is I live in a petty world. I work in a petty world and that's where I navigate the best. I think what I want people to understand and what my intentions were, they were actually fulfilled. I wanted to bring her on the show and highlight ignorance, to highlight bigotry, to highlight somebody who loves their own narcissistic views more than the person that they birth. What I really believe the issue that Angela is suffering from is the fact that she, as a woman, birthed a trans person out her puss. That's mm -hmm. what the fuck I think the issue is. The issue isn't the fact, because, I mean, it's, it's clear she has gay friends, she has these trans friends, but yet the person you created isn't good enough to be identified and uh, and gendered properly based on their own interests. And so, yeah, she showed a lot of her own ignorance and I'm thankful to her. Thank you, Angela, for posting the show because without you posting it, girl, we wouldn't have been able to get your audio and we would not be here today talking about you. You dummy. Sorry. <laughs> She's, I can't stand that lady. I'm, I'm just glad, Jason, you took it well. I don't know. I, I got offended when she started talking about your mom and she started calling Blue. Yeah, that blue. mom thing, I wanted to fight her. And I'm not a violent person, but that mom thing made me want to fight her, Jason. Seriously. No. You know, I've never, the five years, five, six years I've had this show, I've never lost it. We've had a gun pulled on us. We've interviewed a midget. We've interviewed a fucking goat. I've had people not show up. I've had problems with co-hosts. I've had so much stuff here happen where I could have lost it. That was the first show I lost it. And I didn't lose it necessarily because of the mom thing, because that's it is what it is. I have closure on all that, and it's in my book. I think what I had issues with was the fact that here we had a teachable moment miss. We had a moment where we could have turned the lights on for her, or she could have turned the lights on for us, maybe, maybe not. But there was an opportunity there for people to have a dialogue, and she came in secretly recording the interview you know, throwing out the jabs to you, trying to gaslight me with my mom. She came in with the attention of knocking us off our, our block and it didn't happen. And a lot of people were sitting there saying, ooh, Jason got red for Phil, got red for Phil. No, that's not a reading for no, Phil. You when, you have some, when you have a clown pull up to the show and then run back to her circus and do all of those antics on social media, that's not a read. A read is when you can sit in it and go through it and then come out of it unscathed but having let everybody on that motherfucking show have it. And I don't think she did that. Mm. Well said. I, I mean, nothing, like I said, I have nothing nice to say. So I'm a hush. Yeah, I have yeah. nothing nice to say. I know I say I'm Buddhist, but uh, I was not chanting that day enough because I really wanted to lay hands on that lady. You know what the funny thing is? I think I was upset for you, but what really, really made it disgusting for me was realizing this is the only mother JV's has biologically, right? And to think about how beautiful and grace, gracious and lovely JV's was the week prior and how much she even said, people can talk, my mother can talk crazy to me, but I still feel defensive and protective of her. How is your child protecting you, but you're not protecting her? Exactly. Like, that was disgusting to me. So for me, the only real victim here, because you're right, we're going to be okay, and the ratings are probably going to be amazing, to be perfectly honest. So we'll be fine. But the fact that this is JB's mom, that breaks my heart, because she doesn't get to turn that off. And that's that's unfortunate. And yeah. just to, really quickly, just to piggyback off what Blue was saying, if she could say so much hateful stuff to two both of y'all, and she don't even know y'all, who knows behind the scenes when she's not on Instagram, the stuff she's saying to JB's. And that's what I was kind of looking at when I was sitting there like, Wow, you really have a nasty personality. So once again, salute to JB's for being so strong and really 
being so damn mature, honestly, like that, that's a lot to take on. That was a lot for me in this, that few, was it 30 minutes we had? Man, salute to JBs once again. Yeah, for like she forever. Like type, she seems like the type of woman that wipes her ass from the front to back. I mean, from back to front too, you know? <laughs> Just filthy. That is uh, nasty. <laughs> listen, so, you know, another person in the news that we know um, over here at Hollywood Unlocked is Demi Lovato. Now, Demi Lovato says that complimenting weight loss is harmful. And then this comes a month after Demi called out a frozen, a frozen yogurt company for promoting, quote, disordered eating. Now, Demi, who identifies now as non-binary. What? I'm not, I and pansexual. No, and no. pansexual now, too. Listen, I don't know nothing about all that. Here's my thing. And I know everybody has their journey and they go through and they discover who they are whenever they figure out who they are. So I want to say this in a way that that isn't disrespectful, but is actually honest. Doesn't it seem like gay is just in? It's sort of like, you know, like when they start wearing plaid, so now everybody wants to wear a plaid. Girl, one day you on this dick, then you married to this nigga, then you left this nigga because now you're pansexual, now you're demigod sexual. I just, I mean, I don't know anymore what is marketing and what is real. And I don't, and it's a fine line because you don't want to shame somebody going through their process but isn't that the veil that lets them hide and continue on the bullshit? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just confused. Yeah. But anyway, she's speaking out about how complimenting weight loss um, can be just as harmful as complimenting someone on their weight gain. And I don't know. Which, uh, what do you think about that? Hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, one would think that because I'm pansexual and I'm a plus-size girl that I would be team dummy. I find her exhausting. I find her absolutely exhausting. Every time I see her name, I'm like, write it in your journal, sis. We don't need to hear it. I really think the word that comes to mind when I think of Demi Lovato is self-indulgent. She makes everything a statement. Like she can't even buy some friggin' frozen yogurt without making headlines. She is being self-indulgent. And I hate to say it, this feels like a like an attention addiction, right? Think about it. She was a pop star who was addicted to accolades and being told that she was beautiful in X, Y, and Z. And then when we found out that she was had a really bad drug habit, she fell from grace. And now she's found her power by being righteously indignant about everything. We all have that friend who took an African studies, studies class freshman year, and now everything they talk about is very like, oh, the black man this and the white man that. Like, it's self-indulgent. She has some points that she's making, but she makes them every five minutes. Demi, not every thought you have is a gem that needs to be shared, sis. Sit down, call your therapist instead of Twitter. That's how I feel about yeah. Demi. No disrespect. I, 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 I only met Demi Lovato twice. Once was in uh, Wilder Valderrama's backyard and on some random pool party drunk shit. The other time was uh, when she, when I introduced, uh, three times, when I introduced her to Floyd Mayweather, she ended up singing at his fight. And I told the story here on the show or in my book where she, they, her team promised to do something for Hollywood Unlocked if I got her to sing and she sang and never did it. So I feel Ooh. some type of way anyway, but I, I, I don't know. I will say having lost 118 pounds now down to where I am, uh, you know, I am more consumed now with the thought of gaining weight. I thought about gaining weight every day, all day while I was in Aruba and I've had to check myself as to how I'm starting to feel because I am so obsessed with not gaining weight that it's now an obsession um, that mm -hmm. I'm gaining weight. And it comes because a lot of people are commenting on my weight loss. I get it all day long. Oh my God, oh my God, you look good, you look good. You lost your weight, you lost your weight. And it's like, wow, okay. Now, 
when I was in Aruba, these women were walking through the hotel with their husbands. These black women were walking through the hotel with their black husbands. And she, and she walked up to me and my group and she says, did Jason Lee just walk this way? And I said, girl, Jason Lee is standing right next to you. And she said, oh my God, I didn't even recognize you. you look so great. You lost so much weight. That was like a sense of conviction. Now, like I got to live up to now this new standard, you know? And so I, I don't know that I disagree with her on that part. Um, but the whole ice cream thing, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I do think that though, that when you do get overly consumed in attention for losing weight or gaining weight, you do build a complex that does haunt you. No, everything mm. she's saying is right. She's just talking cons like constantly about everything <laughs> all day. Demi Lovato said that, oops, I did it again. Oh my God, I have a hangnail. If you have a hangnail, like, girl, hush, enough. Like, she's making great points, but she's making them every five minutes. And I really, really think, think about, there are people who are addicted to that. But what do you think about the topic, though? Do you think I, that people can build uh, damage? Do you think that people can build complexes by being overly complimented for weight loss? No, no, I agree. I, my best friend, he lost over 120 pounds. And I remember we went back to our high school for a party. And they announced it on the microphone at a at a party. Like, Yogi, man, you lost so much weight. You're an inspiration to all of us. And I thought it was dope. But looking back at it and also having those interactions with him every day, it is a complex you got to battle with. Like, yeah, it's a compliment. It probably makes him feel good. But at one point, he was overweight. And that might affect him. Like, I never, I never looked at it like that because I will always comment on it as well. So I think there's definitely some validity to it. Um, I think we all got to be mindful. You know, we want to salute people when they go through that journey, but we don't know how hard that journey is. And still to this day, it's been about five years since my best friend lost that weight. He still has this complex that he can gain the weight back. He like, oh, this weekend, you know, I ate, I ate two donuts. You know, I got to get back in the gym. I'm like, bro, I don't work like that. You good. But it's a mental thing to lose all that weight. First of all, it takes so much dedication. So I understand. I, I hear what she's saying. And Blue, like you said, she always has the right thing to say. It's always an issue with her. Like, well, and I've said here on the show that is that you see the physical transformation, but there's still a mental journey that we're all going through mm. in this process. When you go shopping, you know, I'm going from a 3X to a medium. Now I'm now I'm wearing a large. So in my mind, it's like, wait a minute, am I not medium anymore? Does that if I'm wearing a large, does that mean I'm gaining weight? No, maybe it's just that mm. fit of that outfit. When I was on the Wendy show, they got I was backstage live on Bego. Uh, shout out to Wendy Williams. I was on her show this past week. And I wore this Louis Vuitton outfit that was a really fitted piece that I had bought out of New York. And when I took it off the rack in New York and, and, I, and I put it on, I knew that it was a little fitted. And I'm still coming to terms with wearing fitted clothing. I remember there, uh, there's this video on YouTube from them filming me backstage at the Wendy Williams show in the outfit continuously pulling at the shirt and going like this and fixing myself. And I didn't really, when I look at it, I didn't really need to do that, but I felt like I needed to make sure my stomach was flat. I needed to make sure the sides of my, my body was flat. And so now I am consumed with it. So when I saw this topic where I wanted to talk about today was on one hand, yes, I'm sick and tired of Demi making every social topic in the world about her. But on the topic of people who are out there struggling to lose weight or people who are comfortable in their bodies but are consumed with other people's views of them gaining or losing weight, it is a really tricky thing that people have to understand that when people are in their process, there is a mental component to it that could be out of control and you could tip people on one side of the scale with their ability to control it and handle it and manage it and losing total control. 
I, um, I will say this. I've lost 100 pounds three times, guys. So this is nothing new to me. And all three times that I lost the weight when someone said something triggering to me, I made it a point to set a boundary and self-advocate to the person. But never once did I think that anybody giving me a compliment was the problem. Everybody reacts differently. There were times where I was losing weight where I didn't see it, where someone complimenting me actually is what kept me going. And that's why I think it's dangerous to act like because one person's triggered that all people are triggered. What triggers one person could actually be encouraging to somebody else. So instead of shaming all people for giving a good compliment that you know is coming from a good place, just set a personal boundary and show people some grace. The same grace you want when you lose the weight and gain it back, show it to your friends and family around you who are trying to learn how to support you however they can. So that's why I have a problem with what she said. It's too broad. We're all different. Mm. The same compliment that she got that triggered her actually helped me. So I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all solution and that she needs to have more nuance and talk to a therapist because body dysmorphia is a therapist issue, not a friends and family issue. Yeah, and the other part to that and the other side of that coin is that she is a public figure with millions and millions of fans all over the world. And they do get a different level of energy and, and attention. You know, some people, you know, my cousin who may lose 100 pounds may have some family members and a few coworkers acknowledge it. But when you're a public figure and you have all around, no matter where you go around the world, people recognize it, social media, your job, your fans, your this, your that, you do get consumed with it if you are consumed with social media. So, you know, some people say, hey, she's a public figure. She signed up for it. It is what it is. But again, that goes back to we all get different experiences. And I would say while I do love and when I first started losing the weight, I loved people complimenting me because it did motivate me to keep going and eating the right things. But I will say that some of my food choices lately have been out of wanting to enjoy food again versus where I was when I first started this process. I literally came out of surgery and went into a full reset on eating what my body needed. So like today I had shrimp, uh, sweet potatoes and broccoli for lunch. You know, for breakfast, I had an acai bowl. For dinner, I'll probably have a salad or some lobster. Like I'm back on my healthy shit and I'm rebuilding, I'm moving, so I'm getting an, uh, rebuilding the gym and really focusing on um, creating content. But now I think being more vulnerable is the way that I'm going to go. And so Damage and Blue, I'm giving you both an exclusive. Uh-oh. I'm going to OnlyFans. Oh. And do what? To, to what I'm happened now? It. I'm going to do my full body transformation on OnlyFans. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. I was thinking something okay. else. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be just whip, you know whipping out your wobbly parts for nine ninety nine a month. I'm not. I'm, I might do. I might do jumping jacks without underwear and kiss straight boys. I haven't decided how far I want to go on my OnlyFans. But the oh, more wow. important part is I'm gonna be more vulnerable in sharing my 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 process of getting my body to where I want it to be, and that also may include going to another doctor that I have to make a little tune-up here and there. But again, I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to have to go to my OnlyFans once I launch it, and I will let you know. Jason, quick question as a friend, right? I'm going to give you and Damage permission. If I ever look good, you are free to give me all the compliments you want. Um, I receive them. Uh, I will take if, them. If, if you look good, you look good right now. What are you talking about? I know. Thank you. See? I said you had the bang, girl. That but was me fishing just now. This. All my complimenters out there that, that want to do your friends some justice, don't let it turn into judgment because I know some people yep. that's on a weight loss journey and then it's like, oh, you're losing weight. Good job. And then it's like, oh, you're losing too much weight. I liked you better when you was like this. Be supportive for real. If that that was my question to Jason. Uh, Jason, I was going to ask you. Sorry. I was going to ask Jason a question. I was going to ask you how you want us to support you. 
That was my the, the second well, part of what I was saying. See, now when see, remember we talked about here on the show when Floyd told me I needed to eat some donuts because I lost too much weight. He said it as a joke, and that didn't bother me because we do have a relationship where we talk shit to each other. You know, like I talk about, you know, he has a new hairdo going on or whatever. But that's just me and his relationship. At the end of the day, though, I don't like people online. Like, there are people literally online all day saying, you lost too much weight. You look like you're on crack. Do you have HIV? Stop doing it. Like, they're mm. literally saying it all. I feel healthy. I feel great. I just had my blood work done with my doctor. Everything is back to normal. You know, there's a couple things that we're working on. But ultimately, I, I'm, I'm doing great. And so I think that everybody should do whatever makes them feel good. And I feel like based on your relationship with the person, you judge what you believe is best for them based on your knowing them. But if you're just a stranger, compliment, hey, you look great and keep it moving. But you need to lose weight. You look sick. You look that. That's not necessary. That's just you being upset and, and wanting to hurt other people. But, right. but Jason Lee, okay, I just I still want to know, Jason, as your friend, if I see you losing weight or getting muscles or on OnlyFans with your wobbly bits, how do you want me to show my support? No, listen, if you tell me as my co-host, you know, look, Jason, you're looking great, or Jason, you know, whatever, you know, I don't need anybody telling me if I don't look good. I had that for a long time, right? We've had okay. that, exactly. you know, oh, don't like this outfit, or you're too fat, or you have no neck, oh you're this. Oh, you're going to die. Oh, push away from the table. When I was heavier, I got all that shit. So I don't need nobody to tell me what I look like. I don't even really need nobody to tell me I look good. I, I appreciate that people acknowledge I've done the work. But remember, I'm in this body. I sleep with this body every day. I wash this body every day. I look at this body every day. I spend more time in the mirror telling myself that I love myself now every day. And I am very aware of what I'm, what I look like because I'm buying the clothes that I could never fit before. And I'm very happy. So I don't need all the attention. No, I, I liked it at first, but it is kind of annoying. And now okay. I'm starting now I'm starting to build this complex that, oh my God, am I gaining weight? I, I have walked mm -hmm. around asking my friends on the roof of the whole trip, am I gaining weight? Do I look like I've gained some weight? I weighed myself when I got to New York. I I gained three pounds. I said, you know what? I'm not even going. I lost 118 pounds and gained three pounds. I'm not gonna sit here and 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 uh worry myself over some fucking weight. Okay. No, and that's we hear you. It's, it's empathy. Like I said, my best friend lost over 120 pounds, and I, I, I'm guilty. I said that, yo. I feel like you losing too much weight, but it's like, dude, if that's what he want to look like, and just to hear you say it out loud, I don't know what he says to himself every day in the mirror to feel comfortable with himself. For me to jump in and go, you losing too much weight, or you look like that, it ain't none of my right. fucking business at the end of the day. So I need to support my friend where he is, and I think through all of that, I learned to just shut your mouth. If you're not gonna say something nice. Just be quiet, honestly. When it comes well, well, to that, well, more, you don't know what somebody's so, dealing with. I was going to say more so because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on in someone's mind. The weight Absolutely. loss stuff for me, Blue, you said you lost 100 pounds a few times. When you lose, I lost a whole person, okay? I lost 100 and almost 120 pounds. When you lose that type of weight, your mind has to still adjust. People That's are true. talking. People online are like, Oh, why you still wearing oversized clothes? You're not fat anymore. Well, guess what? I love oversized clothing. So that's just my style. I love a nice baggy hoodie. I like some nice baggy sweats. I don't have to be fat to want to wear heavy clothes. I like that. I like the feel of it in my body. I like how it hangs. I just like it. And so why are you worried about it when you're not buying my clothes? That's that. But that's the thing. Again, be very mindful of that. And speaking of social mm -hmm. media, there's a lot going on right now 
with Kim Kardashian, of course. You know, she's one of the rulers of the internet because the internet is what made her famous. Well, now what's being famous is her sexual relationship or not having one with a person that we all know here at the show, Van Jones. Van Jones, oh author, CNN commentator, political uh, commentator, black man, uh, you know, who's been working with Kim Kardashian, helping her to become an attorney, uh, teamed up with her to help get people out of prison. He's now under fire as being somebody uh, that is sleeping with her. And now he came out and said that she'd be an, an unbelievable attorney. Now, somehow that's been twisted into now they have some type of relationship. And so he weighed in on her future as a fellow attorney. And now that she's three years into her pursuit of becoming a lawyer, he did an interview and said that, quote, she's amazing. Now that has a lot of people talking and now they have they have drugged this, man, this good man into this drama that he might be in a relationship with Kim. Oh, the internet will never go. stop. I'm going to say, I'm, go ahead. I'm going to just come out and say this. I know Kim Kardashian, she is not my bestie, but we do talk. I do not, and I have talked to Van Jones. I believe that anybody who is next to Kim Kardashian could be claimed as one of her men. I don't believe that in the week that they're saying that Kim and Drake are sleeping together, that she's also sleeping with Van Jones. I mean, give the girl's pussy a break. I know that she doesn't lay up with her man anymore, but goddamn, just because her pussy took a break from her husband means that she got to be off giving a pinch of a hit. This is not like spice on tacos where she's just spreading a little bit of, across the meat, okay? Let this woman in her vagina rest. Let Van Jones rest. And everybody that Kim Kardashian hangs out with or gets a compliment from is not hitting that thing from the back. I would usually agree with you, except for two things. Number one, I ha Van Jones, I have to write about him a lot. And every single story I write about him with Kim Kardashian, he is gushing about how the sun rises and sets on her manufactured backside. And I have to be honest, as a woman, the last time I had a male friend that spent that much time complimenting me for everybody, we eventually ended up smashing. So I feel like he might be playing the long game. Also, the last time I had to write about a black man who was constantly giving Kim Kardashian compliments as his friend was about 10 years ago. And it was a guy named Kanye West. So I've seen this before. Kanye actually started off like Van Jones as Kim's friend who was constantly complimenting her. Kanye, what do you think of Kim Kardashian? Oh, she's amazing. She's this, she's that. And next thing you know, they end up smashing and getting married. So I'm just saying, historically speaking, this tends to be how they get her. So I don't believe they're currently doing it, but if Van and Kim end up magically being together a year from now because they had one drunken night at the law office, I will not be surprised. Well, let me I've fallen for this a couple of times. Me, let me tell you some tea that I have that I've never spilled. Kim and Ooh. Kanye smashed before they were married. Kim and Kanye have had this love affair thing going on while both were in other relationships with other people. That tea will come out one day. But let me say that I think this relationship they had and this ideal of being together was two narcissist people being drawn together. And it happened and we all knew that it was a time bomb waiting to happen. I don't believe that just because a man gushes over a female friend that that man wants to sleep with him. I have had people on this show that I've gushed over or that I've supported or spoken highly about but that didn't mean that I wanted to sleep with that person. That at times didn't even mean I liked that person. And so what I'm trying to say is that there are times where people are going to 
acknowledge the love and affection they have for their friend, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to equate to wanting to fuck them. Now, if Van comes out and he says, "Oh, she has the best ass in the in the in the in the on the West Coast or whatever." That's something a little questionable. I've never heard nothing like that. And I don't think we've reported on nothing like that here at Hollywood a lot. But what I will say is that w- maybe there's the perspectives, if we look at it through different optics, that he's been an advocate. When I talked to Van Jones on the phone trying to get my friend out of j- prison, he was telling me, you know, like basically he was saying, I understand why you're frustrated because you just got in the game. I've been doing this for 26 years, 26 years of watching men, black men, suffer in the judicial system and we've seen him be emotional when he talked about george floyd and all the other um things that black people have to go through with the system to finally get somebody like a kim kardashian who's passionate about it and who's raising an extreme amount of visibility for the work that he's been doing i'm sure gives him some sense of you know appreciation for her efforts Mm -hmm. because she did not have to do it nor does she have to team up with him and so he's not only not only that he's also helping her get her law degree so she can become a legitimate attorney which would follow follow in her father's footsteps so i like to give kim a little bit more credit i'm not saying that she hasn't been hoish and i'm not saying that that vagina doesn't have extra miles on it but i i don't know that her her pp is getting wet for van jones nor do i think so so one thing i do need to clarify I just wanted to rebuttal to what he said really quickly. I have lots of male friends, so I do not think that every man who gives you a compliment wants to sleep with you. But in the news space, I have T as well. And he's laying it on thick in a way that I think is different than the way he does with other people. And based on what I've seen behind the scenes, I would not be surprised is all I'm going to say because I can't spill my tea. I wouldn't be surprised. So it's not about no guy can give a compliment, but the way that he does it with her, there's a very special tinge to it that doesn't feel completely special. Time will tell. Time will tell damage. Hey, look. After you broke that down, Jason, I'm more convinced that he's trying to smash. I ain't saying he's smashing right now. I ain't saying he's going to smash one day. But after you ran that down, he t- oh he he take he teaching how to get a law degree. He's doing that. I'm like, oh, bro, I'm trying to hit for real. <laughs> that's what I took from it. But, Time but, will tell. There, 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 but that's there, there, what it said to me. Excuse me. There's a lot of you men out here hitting it right now. That ain't helping your girl get a two dollar meal from McDonald's. So the fact that a man isn't hitting it and is trying to help a woman should be looked at with a little bit more respect and appreciation. Now, again, I'm not going to police Van Jones dick. Do what you want with it, okay? Y'all, if y'all fuck, good job. Have a baby. Name her East. Not my business. <laughs> all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is I, I, I believe that Kim Kardashian is doing great for our community right now and lending her platform to a cause that's important. She's raised a lot of eyebrows to issues that no people, the white people, um, ma- ma- mainstream people don't pay attention to and Van Jones I love and respect the work that he's doing and I hope that he continues to push the agenda for it and look if they become a power couple in the law world hey at least you know it's a black man Pretty that a lot much. of y'all weren't checking for alright look Pretty I'll much. tell you another black man that y'all ain't checking for and that is Rashir Gray Rashir Gray is doing 10 days in jail after he played <sighs> guilty to felony domestic violence Okay, now, Brashear, if you don't know who he is, do we have a photo of him? This is Brashear. Now, I didn't want to put this photo up, but God knows um, somebody had to see it. Um, and I don't, and this is exactly what Martin Luther King's lineup looked like, by the way, over at um, the place with the wax figures. And I told y'all but how they did him wrong. Madam Tussauds, y'all need to fix that. Well, I don't know who's going to fix this, but wow. Brashear is now going to jail. Uh, and you know, he played Hakeem Lyon on Empire, but he's gonna have to spend a couple of empires behind the bars because he played guilty um, to a domestic violence case, which he got arrested to back in July 2020. Now, this some people I talked to a celebrity and he said this is the empire 
curse because we've had Jesse Smollett who got tied up by the Africans, um, but then they couldn't find no Africans. He said he got bleach poured on him in the noose, put around his neck. And then she, I don't know where she's at these days. She just disappeared. Her whole career went down the drain. And, and to get the affection of white people as a black person is not easy. And to get that and just lose it all. No more Kelly Ripa. You know, um, but what do you think about Brashear? Do you guys think this is the empire curse? And do you think he can bounce back from it? Um, I knew Bashir, Bashir for a long time, man. Um, from Philly, I've watched him. I watched him somewhat grow up. I'm, I'm a little disappointed and I'm, I'm a little sad. And it, let me get this right. This is a perfect example of why it's dangerous to be in this industry and make it so fast. Sometimes it's good to have that steady rise to the top because you see these young kids spiral out of control. This young man was a superstar before you even knew who Bashir was. He was performing on stages. He performed at Made in America as his own artist, as before he was acting. And it's just so sad to me to watch this spiral out of control, to watch his energy change to hear that he's strangling his wife, it's really, it's just really unfortunate. Um, I hope he gets some therapy. I hope his wife's okay. Um, I pray for his family because you know I know of his mom. I just, I'm just sending love and light over there because it's just some dark shit that this industry can take you. It can take you down a really dark path. And you just look at that mugshot. This young man is going down a really dark path. I hope he's he's still young. I hope he can turn it around. I hope he can make amends with God first because what you're doing to your wife, that's wild. So, I mean, to this, this seeing that story is just very unfortunate for me, just for knowing him for so long. Since he was about 14, 15, I've knew this kid. So it's just really shocking to me. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I intentionally wanted to sit back before I responded because I think the reason that there is an empire curse, I don't think it's just empire. I think any show that, rises and then drops as quickly as Empire tends to have the same trajectory for the cast. If you remember back in the day, Jason, you might remember this. Remember that um, show with uh, Arnold and Todd Bridges? What was that show called? Different Strokes? Was it Different Strokes? Yeah, Different Strokes. Yeah, they took all these young kids that were like basically not really known. They all got famous really fast and then they had a curse because they all couldn't deal with how quickly to Damage's point they became famous. When I saw Empire and how crazy popular it became, the only people who I, w I wasn't worried about was Taraji because Taraji had been around for 20 years before white folks discovered that she existed, right? But I was worried about Terrence because, you know, Terrence Howard has moments. I was worried about all the new faces. And unfortunately, I was proven right because Empire was such a huge moment and then it fizzled out. And it must be really, really hard for one day you're a nobody in the eyes of the industry. The next mm -hmm. day you are it. They were on everything. Everybody was trying to recreate another empire. And then within five years, nobody knows who you are anymore. Imagine what that must do to your psyche and to your ego. Jason, right now you're having this huge, amazing moment. Imagine if two years from now, and this is not going to happen, of course, Jason, imagine if two years from now, nobody knew your name. That has to mess with somebody's spirit and their ego. Blue. And unfortunately, Blue. Blue, I was downstairs today. Uh-oh, I'm nervous Trying now. to write out how long it's going to take me to retire. I'm fine with people not knowing my name. I actually had this conversation. Because you're rich. That's why, Jason, you're rich. No, I had this conversation with Ruba where I was saying, I want to get to a place where I can retire from in front of the scenes. Because I, I, I don't know if a syndicated daytime talk show is in my trajectory anymore. And it's not because I don't believe I can get it. It's just I believe TV's changing. I believe I, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to change to become a nationally syndicated talk show host. And I just was like, you know, I, I've done good. I make really good money. I live a very comfortable lifestyle. I'm happy with where I am, although there's still more things I want to do and we have more projects and stuff coming out. You have to start focusing on the things that matter, quality of life, having to build in financial freedom, being able to set up money for those beyond you, how to leave a legacy and influence the culture, how to educate and empower people to get what you got. Like that's what's important to me because I started getting caught up on, can I get an Emmy? Can I get a Grammy for this audiobook? Can I get this or can I get that? And those accolades is not why I came into the business. And so literally the conversation I had last week with Rob, who's my friend of 13 years who runs my company. We my love you, Rob. Was the one conversation I had with him was, why I got into the business. I did not get in the business of being famous. I was recently approached by somebody that said, hey, you want to get into this more mainstream culture? Let me help make you famous. This is what I can do. And this person makes people famous for a living. And then I had to think, you know, if I, if I, if I do become really famous, then it makes knocking the, on the doors a lot easier because everybody knows who I am and I've reached the Central America, which these, these networks want me to have. But then can I not go eat? Can I not walk down the street with somebody without rumors being started? Can I not live my life or go on a vacation or do what I want to do and li- or get into it with people the way I want to without having this? Because Blue Damage, when you're famous like this and no matter what you do, the media wants to pick you up and talk about you. I don't know that I can handle that. And I think that's what you're saying, Blue. At this age, he was young and it was coming at him so fast that if you don't have people around you to be able to help you navigate through that, it could become really heavy and you can't snap. But you living would be by choice, Jason. No, you living by choice would hurt your ego differently. It wouldn't hurt your ego at all than him being thrust out. He didn't leave by choice. And also, Jason, I'm going to be honest, the last person who gave that beautiful speech you gave was Oprah. And she still came back. So I think if you retired, you'd pull an Oprah and be like, oh, you know what? I'm bored. Me and Rob are sick of staring at each other. I want to start my own network. So I don't believe, I feel like you would end this chapter, but I think in another two years, you'd come back with something new, Jason. I don't think you're retiring anytime soon. And here's the biggest difference, Jason. It didn't happen overnight for you. Even if people watching this and thinking it happened overnight, it didn't. Bashir, I knew this boy for a long time. He was always popular, but that kind of fame happened overnight. So like when Blue say that rise and that fall, you don't have the mentality to withstand it. So you're mm-hmm. going to be stressed out. You're going to lash out on people. It don't matter who's around you. You're not personally built for it. I've been with Bashir when we was in Houston and everybody at a grocery store, the cooks, everybody at a grocery store come from the back to see who this kid is. That's how big that show was. Everybody wanted to see this boy. And now when you say this show is, it's whatever, whatever. it's messing with his mind. So I think it's really important that people that want to get into this game, enjoy the slow rise to the top. It's good Mm -hmm. for your mental health. I promise you. I've worked at Revolt. I got laid off from Revolt. I kept it pushing because I've been working in radio for, for for five years. I was used to the grind. It's like it comes with the game. But if you're not built for that, it will break you in half. And then you'll see unfortunate situations like this. And I, I, like I said, I pray for Bashi. I pray for his family. I pray for everybody in his team. I hope he makes a different turnaround. I hope he makes amends with his wife because this is, it's, it's just sad. I'm a little close to it. So it's just sad for me to see. 
Yeah, and look, I have probably five, seven more years doing what I want to do. I'm not leaving in two years, but yeah. I, of course, and of course, when I do leave, there are other things that I want to do. Like I, I want to own a music festival, which we were going to launch last year, but COVID happened. You know, I have an award show that we're trying to continue to build out and turn into something a lot bigger. I do want to do talk, and I, you know, I've been meeting recently with a network about doing things across all their platforms, which would be great for my brand. And so, yeah, there's that. But, you know, I, I just I guess my point is that remember why you get into whatever you're getting into. If you're yeah. getting into talk or podcasting or whatever, you know, number one, yeah, that slow build does help. Because I remember Floyd saying to me, stop wanting the houses and the cars and the jewelry and this and that's just do the work. It's going to come. You're going to have it all. And when you get it all, you're not going to be any happier than you are right now. Having mentors tell you that. And you being able to remember that when you start getting all these checks and this, this and that and billboards and all that, that you have to remember that it ain't all real. It's just a part of the process. And I also will say, don't buy into your own hype. I have to say right mm. now, shout out to everybody watching this video or listening to it on the podcast. You literally built Hollywood Unlocked. I, I was the captain, but you literally were the wind under the sails and I, and I, and I mean, under the wings. And I have to say that like, I'm really grateful to have that kind of support and i don't ever get complacent with how i got here i didn't get here by myself i have ideas that people pour into but you know you don't buy into your own hype there's so many celebrities that i've seen get bought they buy into that hype and i'll tell you a conversation i had with cardi b yesterday me and her were talking on the phone and and this is why i love her so much we have our fights and we disagree at times because that's what friends do and that's what real friends do but we were having a conversation and I was saying to her, this is why celebrities got to fuck with Hollywood Unlocked. Because you know what? This show, this podcast, Hollywood Unlocked's Instagram, our website, our radio show, that's going to always be here because we're always going to be relevant when your music is not. We are the people with the pulse of the culture that you're trying to stay at the top of. We talk about what's hot every day right now. You're not going to be hot every day. And 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 I was saying this with this conversation we were having with her, I was having with her was what I was th saying about another celebrity that I was thinking uh, because I, I was saying to that celebrity, you need to work with me because you're going to need us to keep you going when people don't show up and buy your shit. And, and I think that's where people have to just not buy into the hype of what people are saying about them at the time and just really do the work and, and, and enjoy the process. You know yeah, what's so crazy? Right. I will say this. Um, listening to you talk about the slow rise and damage mentioning how long it took you to build Hollywood Unlocked, I have to be honest, for the longest time, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I've worked production for about 10, 15 years now. And the only reason why I felt comfortable coming on the show was because of all the years that I worked behind the scenes and saw the pitfalls and saw people fuck it up and lose themselves, and I took notes. If I had been offered something like this opportunity five years ago, I don't think I would have been built for it. So to your point, that slow rise, that journey is actually really, really invaluable because you have to know yourself so well that you don't even care what they say about you in the comments. The compliments I joked about earlier, I do like compliments, but even if somebody says something critical to me, I know who I am so much that it doesn't shake me. Jason, you know who you are so much, it can't shake you. Damage, you know who you are, you know what I mean? So if you don't know who you are, all money and fame does is exposes all those cracks even more. And that's really sad for Bashir. Well, and it, but it also goes back to five years ago, were you ready? No, but five years ago, was I ready to have a national show? No. You know, we think we're ready when we think we're ready, but you know, we're mm -hmm. ready. God says we're ready. Preparedness is something that has to be a part of your journey. You have to mentally, physically, in all way, financially 
and becoming financially educated on how to spend and manage your money and your resources and handle your taxes and to bring on the right teams to make sure you stay in the in the right uh, place with the IRS and stuff. Like preparedness <laughs> is a part of the process. Two years ago, I was in a two bedroom apartment filming shit against a white wall. Now I'm in my house doing it. And now I'm moving into another house with more space to have more uh, places to make content. And so it's not about getting the money, grabbing the money and running and getting the big house right away. No, it's about figuring out how to strategically get there. And I'm thankful that I have mentorship like Floyd, who, you know, and, and now Tiffany Haddish, who I'm, I'm joining the board of a project that she's working on and being able to be around her and have, you know, her look at her journey, you know, because she kind of like damaged, like you were saying with Brashear, you know, it's been 18 years that she's been fighting to get to the top, but look at her now. She's in the conversation about replacing Ellen, daytime talk show, black woman. Now yeah. She's never going to fall. She's you know, never Grammy winner, yeah. Emmy winner, you know, she's eventually going to get an Oscar like that. But, but, but you don't think that we don't talk about her vulnerabilities like we do. Mm-hmm. She's still human at the end of the day. But this is where I say the preparedness has to happen. And unfortunately for Brashear, it doesn't sound like that 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 happened. And another person that sounds like they may be going through some stuff as a new artist is the Migos label mate, Metro Mars. He's this new rapper who graduated for high school recently, which is great and should be commended because he graduated. But at his graduation, he got handcuffed after he made it rain. (laughs) What? Yeah. He, he got arrested for, he got arrested for making it rain. Metro Mars, he signed to Quality Control, this label that has Migos, y- like Yachty, City Girls, Lil Baby, and all those people. He went viral after he pulled this stunt at high school graduation. I'm going to show you what he did. Look. Go ahead and get this thing over with, man. Let's go ahead and get this thing over with. Yeah! Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. You see how 2021 popped it now? Y'all see what's going on? That's a weird flex. That is a very weird flex. Niggas is gonna be niggas. That's that's it. Niggas is just gonna be niggas. Only in Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? (laughs) It might as well be. (laughs) It might as well be Atlanta. So the crowd went crazy and then the fun abrupted when school officials tried to stop him and then that led to cops stepping in and then they handcuffed him. And now he's a high school graduate and he's going to be a soon famous rapper. We have a video of him being escorted. Look. At a graduation. At a graduation. Hey! At a graduation. Give me that. How you go through oh, man. Years of high school to get arrested at your graduation? He got the taste. They this, just held him up get, a little bit. This is ghetto. Um, wow. It. This is very ghetto. I, I'm concerned for him because clearly he cares about the pomp and circumstance and having his classmates know that he's winning. Number one, he could have caused a stampede, right? For those who are wondering why he was detained, that's actually really dangerous to throw money like that in an open setting because somebody could have gotten trampled. So that's the first thing. It was actually dangerous what he did. Number two, uh, save that 10K, bro. I haven't heard your music yet. We don't know how long your career is going to last. You might need that money back later. So I just think it was very foolish. Yeah, he didn't He didn't get arrested. To your point, Blue, he was detained for inciting a riot and disorderly conduct, and he was given tickets and let off. But yeah, I don't think he thought about the safety issues and implications of all the people could have gotten hurt. And um, But you know, he's young and dumb and has a little money. <laughs> and 
I don't know where the quality control is here, but um, I, God bless him. And and congratulations to him and the rest of the people that graduated, though. I feel really? like in today's time, you can't even say something's ghetto anymore at a graduation. It's like, oh, it's their big moment. Let them do whatever. And it's like, it's some stuff. It's like, come on, y'all. Him throwing that money. Now, thank God. I thought it will be a bigger reaction from the crowd. Everybody kind of just stayed seated. But for real, it's a real deal thing. If people start running for money, if one person's not paying attention, you step on the ankle, you step on their face, somebody could have really got hurt. Um, I know Damn most it. people that's Damn watching it. this don't care. I know they don't care. But it's mm -hmm. like you they can't don't. say anything anymore. Damage, he thought this was Magic City. I don't care. There's no <laughs> excuse. He needed to go to jail at least for tonight and sleep his ass now. on the hard floor but either way you know he's gonna get away with this and this is gonna lead to him believing he can do whatever he wants he will be back in the news we will talk about him on hollywood unlocked he will be in jail at some point that's my maybe idea. it was usher bucks by the way maybe that's why they didn't stampede because it wasn't real true i know the ego on me i don't want i don't want no man making it rain on me so i'd have been sitting my <laughs> <laughs> listen you, like can that. Make, you can make it rain on me just make sure it ain't no piss i'll take some i'll oh. take some money though all right, listen, like turn. Um, listen um, I'm about to turn out because this has been a great show. Make sure that you're subscribing to the show for this. Put it on your Facebook. Blow it up. Make sure everybody sees it. Damage Blue, I'm out of here. Love Peace, you. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.